Are you listening? Damn. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Inside the Arch podcast. This is episode two. So look at that. We already got further than we yeah, thought we would. One down. And uh, it is 12, 13 a.m. on a Monday. So this show is unofficially brought to you by Mountain Dew because we've had about four each at this point. Yep. Uh, so like always, I'm your host, Tyson Moore. And I'm Spencer. And we're here to bring you the jazz stuff. Um, this week we're going to do a new tradition, a new little segment. Um, we're going to do a jazz alumni birthday of the week. So this can be either a current player, somebody who was in the jazz organization, and just whatever. Yeah. Coach, GM. Anybody, former, anybody who has current. a birthday. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. anyone. Yeah. Everybody likes to feel special on your birthday. And so we want to make our jazz players feel just as special because they all listen to this podcast. Just Absolutely. like you should. Pretty much. So uh, today's birthday is well actually technically it was last night don't October worry about 27th it. justin wright foreman turned 22 he was our second round pick 53rd overall in this year's draft he was an honorable mention all-american last year and he was the caa player of the year at hofstra where he was third in the nation in scoring and he is one of our two roster players that are a two-way player so he'll see some time with the jazz but he'll get a lot of development minutes with the salt lake stars so Dare I say future Hall of Famer? No. Nah, probably Let's not. go with no. Justin Wright Foreman, everybody. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday, Justin. Wow. Nice to have you along for the ride. We hope to see great things from you in the future. Salt Lake Stars. <laughs> Salt Lake Stars. We got yeah. a good development program, you know? Oh, yeah. For sure. All right. And then, so we're also going to be doing another segment here. Uh, we're going to find out where are they now. Jazz players that are kind of dispersed around the universe. Whether they're playing now, they might be coaching somewhere. They might be, you know, the president of some basketball federation. <laughs> like Carly Boris Co- DL. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, this week, we're yeah. going to highlight someone who was on the team last year. Jay Crowder. So, Jay, it's crunch time. Fourth quarter. It's Memphis versus the Nets. Actually, it was overtime. Oh, is it overtime? Yeah. Oh, yeah, even better. Overtime. So he's dribbling down. He gets it. He passes it. He gets the pass back. From John Morant. And Heckin throws up a three. And the to the shock of all, it went in. It goes in. It was like a deep three. It was like at least four feet behind the three-point line, too. And it was straight on. And he was leaning. Let's just say that didn't happen a lot last season. Yeah, and so that accounted for three of his total... Six points in the game. Yeah, so he didn't have a great game, but hey, he hit the game winner, and the Grizzlies won their first game of the season. So we highlight Jay. We can highlight Grayson while we're at it if we feel like it, because he also had six points. Jazz alumni combined for 12 points, and Grizzlies win over the Nets. Hey, I mean. I'm sorry, but when your game-winning shot is a is, is to take It's only your like your second make. It's your second make of the night. That's pretty rough. Oh, my gosh. But, hey, he hit a game winner. So. Way to go, Jay. Good job, Jay. I liked you more in the Celtics. All right. Okay. So now that brings us to the real analysis, we're going to get into the quick breakdown of the three regular season jazz games that we've had. And honestly, this has been a confusing little stretch from us. I, yeah. We're just I mean, disappointed because we're not 3-0, and and we're also disappointed because we could be 0-3. Uh, yeah, I'm not very impressed. Yeah, it's bad. They're 2-1 and one so far. I understand that it's going to take some time to build chemistry and things because pretty much half our roster is new. Um, we started with OKC. I would say they're not a very good team. Yeah, OKC is like, I, I mean, like best expectation for them is like 7th in the West. 
that's a very high expectation that's unrealistic. Yeah, like that's... Sorry, Chris Paul. Not. Chris Paul is like 95 years old now. So they did beat the Thunder 100 to 95. It was an ugly game. Yeah, Mike um, Conley especially just struggled. Yeah, Mike Conley had a rough debut in Jazz Blue. One for 16. That's 6% shooting. It was a rough night for Mike. Six. And uh, our three-point shooting was horrendous. Yeah, the the team they the team shot twenty five percent from three. Six I just want to say that you'll see in these game breakdowns and some things. There's things that we talked about in our season preview that are still a problem. Yeah, if you remember, we highlighted the fact that we need to have better spacing on the on the court, which leads to more three point shooting, and we need to improve our free throw shooting and turnovers and, and uh, turnovers. We'll get to that TBD. It has only been three games though, so. And by these I'm three not, like, games, fretting yet. Mm-mm. These three games have already determined the rest of the NBA season. I really hate how the Jazz have slow starts every year. Just come out of the gate strong, please. Just do it. Never do. At least we got a win. It's true. Um, yeah, Conley was struggling. We shot twenty-five percent from three, seventy percent from the free throw line. Not good. No. We did only have eleven turnovers. That was nice. Yeah, that was until the Lakers game. Yeah, and so the Lakers game, we had twenty-two turnovers. We lost. Um, 86 to 95. Yeah. One of the good things we did at the Staples Center, we did hold the Lakers to 39% shooting. And we did shoot 95% from the free throw line, but we only had like 12 free throw shots. So we didn't really get to the line much. So I don't know. You can kind of throw that number out the window, in my opinion. Yeah. So what you're going to see is, oh, the, if you look at the Jazz three game statistics, like an average of the three games, it's kind of skewed by some random stat lines. Yeah. And we played Sacramento. Uh, last and they're not a good team. They've clearly, it looks like, taken a step backwards from where they were last year. Oh, yeah. And so winning 113 to 81 really inflates your stats. Yeah, and especially really when does. especially when Bojan Bogdanovic goes off for, for 26 points, and he killed it from the three-point line. He had 23 of the 26 in the first half. Jazz yeah. shot 56%, 48% from three, 18 for 37. Yeah. Um, they uh, they struggled on the free throw line. The struggling was yes, seven of twelve from free throw line, which is still not a lot of free throw attempts. Um, that's fifty eight percent. We only had two offensive rebounds. We had forty three total rebounds, and uh, we had twenty one turnovers despite winning by thirty two. So imagine if we were playing a team that was actually good. That game could have gone really bad. Yeah, because usually you don't win by thirty plus when and, you and commit. turn the ball over twenty one yeah. times. That's yeah. very rare, ridiculous. But clearly the Kings are going back to the basement. So thanks, Luke Walton. Thanks a lot. They should have kept Dave Yeager, but that's you know that's our NBA opinion for another time. Let's we'll yeah. get into that some other time. Spencer is a uh, Kings super fan. I low key do like the Kings and expect good things out of them, and I own a Deer and Fox jersey, a beautiful Deer and Fox jersey. Yeah. Might I add, man, I got some pretty jerseys. Yeah, yeah, it's looking nice. Anyway, anywho, why are we talking about Sacramento Kings? This is not the Kings update. We're talking about the Sacramento Kings because they've skewed the Jazz's stat line. Pretty much, they make us probably look better than we actually have been. Yeah, but we're still going to look at the overall three games because that's all we have to look at right now. Yeah, so some of the negatives. um, Yeah, two of our games we scored under 100 points. Bad. Not good. Um, We're averaging 99.7, which again is skewed by the fact we scored 113. Yeah, so more realistically, it's like it. I don't expect us to see break 100 a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, We're currently averaging, yes, 99.7 points per game, which is 25th out of 30. Not good. Not like, not anything like the preseason. We were making every basket, it seemed like, in the preseason. 
Yeah, um, well, not going so well so far. But like I said, it's three games, but we do have to. I mean, all we have is three games, so we have to analyze what we've seen. Mm-hmm. And last year, so to look at another stat, last year we had 15 turnovers over the season. So far, we've got 18 turnovers a game. Yeah, that's 21st in the league. Yeah. It's worse than last year. That's bad. And the fact that we, I still can't figure out how we turned the ball over 21 times at one by over 30. Yeah, it don't, it don't make sense. It's just quality of opponent. Because clearly we did that against the Lakers and we couldn't win. So we can't do that every night. Yeah, we can't go up against We can do that against teams. a Sacramento or a Charlotte or a Phoenix. Not against somebody that's good. I don't even think we can do that against Phoenix. So also free throw consistency. We talked about that in the season preview. We really struggled last year from the free throw line. And it's rearing its ugly head already. Yeah. 70% in the first game, 95% in the second game which is good, but not a lot of attempts. And then this last game, not a whole lot of attempts, but only 58%. So not only do we need to get more attempts from the free throw line, um, we need to shoot more consistently from that free throw line. Mm-hmm. Just just to let you all know, we are uh, like James Harden is single-handedly shooting more free throws than the entire Jazz team. Yeah, not a strong suit of ours. Right and now. making more. It's not good. Yeah, so that wraps up those three games. So remember, um, win against OKC, loss against the Lakers, win against the Kings. And some of the good things that we did see. Oh, yeah. There there were good things. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, we, well, we're not just here to rail. Yeah, we're negative Nancy sometimes. Sorry, guys. Uh, 37% three-point shooting, uh, seventh in the league. That's pretty yeah. good. We did talk about improving the three-point shooting. And I think the fact that, you know, Bojan's only played in two of the three games because he was injured for the Lakers game. Um, I think it's really helped with the spacing yeah, on the he, floor, even though Conley has really struggled. Yeah, and even though Conley has struggled, I still think that helps out a little bit because teams are going in like with a little bit of respect for Conley, and that's got to change the defensive yeah, game Yeah, despite plan. Conley's struggles, I think it's helped open up the floor for Mitchell, but we'll get into that in just a minute. Yeah, and we've also had the number one defensive ranking in the league. Not surprising. We Not finished surprising. second last year. This year we're first. We're first in points allowed. We're only averaging... Or excuse me, we're only allowing 90 points a game, which is fantastic. Yeah, considering again, most NBA teams average well above 100 points per game. Three games down, 79 to go. It's a long season. Yeah. Plus, I expect playoffs. the Jazz to go 81 and one. I wish that was possible. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen, guys. No. You'll you'll get to my predictions about later this week. Oh, yeah. You're a, you're the negative Nancy. Yeah, but we'll get to that later. New segment. All right. So now we're going to give you a little bit of the uh, some good things, disappointing things, and a surprise. And this is focused on players. This is based off of individual yeah, player this performances. Is individual player performances. Um, I can take the good. I like this one. You never take the good. So get this. Okay, so I remember when they signed Royce O'Neal, and I was really upset because I was like, oh, they should keep Joel Ballenboy. And I think it was partially just because he was from Weber State. Um. I'm glad I'm not the Jazz GM because I would have looked like an idiot. Yeah. I mean, he's playing well in Russia, but uh, Royce O'Neal's become an NBA rotation player. Um, He's playing good so far. He's playing 26 minutes a game, which is fifth on the team, and he's averaging 9.7 points, four rebounds, shooting 70% from the field and 63% from three. So he's playing some quality minutes. Um, he can. He's very versatile. He can play the three, the four, the two, mm-hmm. and he can be inserted into different lineups. He can start. He can come off the bench. Yeah, and I'm I'm loving his efficiency. Like seventy percent field goal. 
Um, excuse me? He's become one of my favorite players, and yeah. I doubted him at the beginning, and I'm an idiot for that. And he's just one of oh, those well. guys that comes off the bench, and he's like, he can get you a good bucket when you need it. Like, yeah. He might not be a flashy scorer. He might not put up the biggest numbers, but 9.7 points, that, that's solid, especially when you're you're only taking a limited amount of shots. I mean, heck, you get the ball in his hands, and he's probably going to score. 70% of the time. Yeah, so another good uh, performance. And we saw a lot about Donovan Mitchell preseason. A lot of articles saying, can he make the jump and lead the Jazz kind of to the upper echelon of the league? And, you know, he played for the U.S. in the FIBA World Cup, and it was kind of a disaster for the country's team as a whole, but he played pretty we well individually. Yeah, well. So has he made the jump? Has he made the jump? It's only three games, but it looks like it might be happening, yeah. I mean... 32 minutes a game, and he's averaging about the same numbers as last year so far, um, which isn't a bad thing. But no, he had good numbers is, last year. He is way more efficient so far. So he's averaging 23.7 points, which was nearly the same as last year, except he's shooting 93% from the free throw line, 59% from the field, and 50% from three. What do you attribute the increase in efficiency to? I think it's floor spacing, honestly. I think there's not as much pressure on him to do everything by himself, and I think he's able to maybe play more off the ball um, instead of having to be so ball-dominant in certain situations and having to take over because there is other options. Yeah, And I then the he's... paint is not as clogged up. Yeah, I was about to say that because he looks like he's getting more um, low-post, ISO situations because the defender can't leave Bojan alone in the three. He can't leave Conley alone. I mean, he probably could leave Conley alone, but he thinks he shouldn't. Well, he can leave Conley alone right now. Yeah. But, as far as far as we can tell, Conley can be left on an island, and he he'd still sink. So add the six rebounds, three assists, and almost two steals a game to his twenty three point seven points and fifty nine percent shooting. I mean, that's he that's, has made a huge jump in efficiency. He shot, I believe, it was thirty three percent last year from three, and he's shooting fifty. I mean, that's not going to sustain itself for a whole season. But if he can shoot even thirty eight, thirty nine percent from three, that's a lot more efficient than he was last year. Yeah, and I think he's capable of, I think, I mean, these are borderline all-star numbers right now. No, they are all-star yeah. numbers. It's just the fact he plays in Utah, mm-hmm. he's going to get overlooked repeatedly, a yeah. la Darren Williams. And if you increase his, uh, if you increase his takes a little bit, give him a little bit more time, I bet he can explode for some bigger numbers. Yeah, and obviously he's had the best performance of the season so far. He had 32 in the season opener mm-hmm. in a game that was much closer than it should have been, but he put the team on his on his back and... We got the win to open the year, so. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're going to talk about the disappointing stuff. Ugh. And I'll take this one. Mm. So biggest disappointment, Noda Conley. Mike Conley Jr. Well, I had such big hopes. I thought he was going to come out and just explode. I didn't think he'd start this slow, and obviously the season's just underway, so we don't have really anything to worry about yet. Maybe if we're like 20 games in and it still looks like this, then we got a problem. Dude, I'm I'm using these three games to base the entire season. He shot 6% in the first game. Yeah, that was a bad... Dude, 6%. He probably doesn't want to relive that debut in his no, streams. I don't want to relive that debut. It gave me nightmares. He's, uh, he's averaging only 10 points, about two rebounds and five assists. And he's playing 27 minutes. I mean, his numbers are worse than Royce O'Neal's. I mean, his minutes have gone down a little bit from last year when he was the main option in Memphis. Um, but he is still a starting point guard. He's averaging about the same amount of assists, but wow, his shooting is horrendous. Mm-hmm. 23% from the field goal, 17% from three. That just makes me cringe. 23%. 
And that's what the 17 percent. Six... Derek Favor shot 22 percent from three last year. <laughs> so what we're saying is we need to bring Derek Favors back, but as a point guard. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm looking the at. The guy that can't dribble. Yeah. Good idea. Well, Mike Conley can't shoot right now. Yeah, and I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to improve. Oh, it, it, he'll be fine. But it's been so disappointing. It's just yeah. And the, his preseason wasn't great either, except the last game. And no, it's just it just all looked like crap, man. But you know, you have to build chemistry. There's a lot of new no. players on the team. No, I think he's a bust already. I'm signing him off. I also, <laughs> you can't be serious. I'm also a little disappointed Trade in him Joe. Trade for Lonzo Ball. I'm a little disappointed in Jingle and Joe. His minutes have gone down, which we kind of thought was going to happen. Well, yeah, duh. Um, but he's he was one of the best three point shooters in the league for two or three years, and then last year he kind of took a step back, and now this year he's taking another step he, back. He's taking a seat at least three games in. He's only yeah. shooting thirty percent from three, forty percent overall, and averaging under six points. And what the big shocker for me is that he was almost averaging six assists a game last year. Yeah, he was second on our team, just barely behind Ricky Rubio in assists, and he's averaging less than three. Less than three assists a game. So I hope with, Joe with Mike Conley and Bojan and Gobert as options. And obviously he's not playing as many minutes, and he might not. He's not going to start as much or play as much as he did last year. But he has to have better numbers than that. I mean, like once again, I'm going to repeat the same thing I said for Conley. He's got worse numbers than Royce O'Neal. No offense to Royce. No, I love Royce, but I mean, dude. But Ingles was what our third best player last year. Yeah, like he's. You look at him, and you're like, he's one of the best role players in the NBA. And he did just sign a contract extension, so. Man, revoke it. Take it back. Yeah, so not a great start to the season for him, but it is only three games. But we I'm, just, I'm saying we need to tank and get a good draft pick. We have to analyze what we see. So no, no three it's games over. Or not. It's over, guys. It's over. Uh, Rudy hasn't been playing very well either. Yeah, okay, yeah, so Rudy's big issue. He's been shooting... I mean, he's scoring. He's shooting fifty-eight percent from the field, which is like, oh, that's good. Except when you realize everything's a layup and a dunk, fifty-eight percent's not good. Yeah, I mean, like last year, I think he was close he's, to. 80. He shot like seventy percent last yeah. year. Yeah, so ridiculously efficient. Fifty-eight's a blow. As he's in a stupid slump. as it sounds. Um, yeah, nine point seven rebounds. That's but, down, but it's still it's still good. Yeah, he averaged double-figure rebounds last year. He's only averaging seven points. He averaged over 15 last year, so cut his scoring in half. Yeah. Here's here's my favorite number about the why he's been disappointing. Um, 3.7 turnovers a game. I just don't even know how that happens. Oh, I'm sure it's double teams in the paint. I'm sure it's just, yeah, and I haven't really noticed, but it's probably double teams. As soon as he has to dribble, problems ensue. Oh, yeah. If he has to create something on his own, it's... it's... He has to keep the ball above like his chest or something goes wrong. I just can't wait for him to play Taco Fall. Yeah, it's... I don't know. No, so, so, Rudy, go, go so those three guys are struggling, but yeah, like we said, it's three games. We're My not, disappointing three... We're not in crisis mode yet. We're, talk to me like a quarter of the way through the season if they're still playing like this, because I'll be in crisis mode for sure. Oh, yeah. If, if Honestly, if Conley's still averaging 23% from field goal... Oh, yeah, and some of those numbers are so ridiculously uh, low, there's no way you can actually stay that low for a whole season. You just can't. Don't don't prove us wrong, Conley. Please, we yeah, love no. you. We'll we want fine. you to be good. He'll be fine. I know I called you a bust like five minutes ago, but don't don't take it seriously. He'll be fine. Now our surprise of the season. Who would have thunk? Emmanuel Mudiay. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching him. I was watching the Jazz game. Uh, it was the Jazz Kings game, and I see somebody go up and just put a two hand slam and wide open in the paint, and I was like, was that? Green was that Davis? Uh, right. Who, who, who is that? Who is that? I know. Then they. Did oh the, my gosh! It's Moutier. The, when they did the player intros for the season before the Thunder game, 
And they're like, they did all the players, not just the starters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, half this team is totally different. Yeah, and I'm like, why are they? Who, who, and then I'm like, what? oh, yeah, I guess Moutier will be the backup because they let Neto go and Dante's injured. Yep. I was and like, I'll actually get to see Emmanuel Moutier. And, and he's like, performed well. Yeah, he really has. He's played about 21 minutes. He's averaging 11 points. 47% field goal shooting. Efficiency. But yeah, just over two rebounds a game and about four assists. His three-point percentage is bad. It's 22%, but he's not a great three-point shooter. Yeah, and he's and also he turned the ball. He's averaging almost three turnovers a game in just 21 minutes, but he is the primary ball handler when he's on the floor. Um, so I like what I'm seeing from Moutier. It is disappointing mm-hmm. that your backup is outplaying your starter. Yeah, but, I mean, Moutier is looking really athletic. I like that as well. Like, he's going up, he's taking drives, he's creating shots for himself. Um, and maybe, like, he'll, hopefully he'll learn from Conley a little bit. I mean... Not about shooting, about passing and an off-ball movement. It's, and it's a good depth option to have, especially if Conley gets hurt or something. Um, it'd be an interesting conversation to see what happens when Dante Exum comes back. Yeah, I like. I'm not so than... sure that he even fits anymore. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not a fan of Exum at this point. Actually, I haven't thought he ever fit in five years, and he gets injured every year, and yet yeah. still here we are. We haven't seen him play. We're having a Dante Exum conversation five years after he's drafted. And I think we've had this conversation for five straight years. It's just going to continue. And it's a bad conversation. Nobody wants this conversation. No. Keep Moutier. I don't know, though. That's a tough situation with Exum, but we'll have to talk about that later when he comes back from injury. Yep. New segment. So here's our final segment of this week's show. Weekly predictions. Yeah, we're breaking down who the Jazz are playing this week. What we think is going to happen just real quick to end the show. Yep, Sunday through Sunday. Uh, so the Jazz play at the Suns on Monday versus the Clippers at home on Wednesday, at Sacramento again on Friday, and then at the Clippers again on Sunday. We get to play Kawhi twice in a week. Hey, but they don't have Paul George, so they're beatable. They just <laughs> lost to Phoenix. They lost to Phoenix, but I mean like... They freaking obliterated the Golden State. Yeah, Phoenix? Okay. Then you want to explain... Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess yeah. Oklahoma City just did it too, so. Yeah. Yeah. It it's looking bad. Golden State's a mess. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to revisit those preseason predictions. Yeah, I think I had them like I think we <laughs> over I think we thought the Warriors were better than we thought they were. We'll we'll see what happens when Clay comes back, but we'll give you a quarter season update 20 games in. Yeah, cuz Clay isn't coming back according to Steve Kerr. All right, Spence, who you got for at Phoenix on Monday? They better win this game. Phoenix isn't good. I don't care that they beat the Clippers. They're still not good. You need to take care of teams that stink, which we did this time, this last week, to start the season. OKC is bad. We know that. Sacramento is bad. We also know that. Did we win both those games? Yes. You have to win those games to be um, in the upper part of your conference and a championship or conference finalist contender. So I think they win at Phoenix, and if they don't, I'm going to be kind of upset. And then... You know, just to let you all know, I uh, definitely think the jazz are going to lose to phoenix oh yeah totally ricky rubio is going to drop 50 on us no he 50 (laughs) assists maybe but he can't score no i think devin booker might drop a 50 burger he did that against us once yeah and he tried to get to 60 and we fouled him (laughs) so he couldn't (laughs) get the shots i think um, so classy they're going to take take advantage of conley not doing too well and um of gobert hucking up turnovers at an extremely high rate i think that they're going to trap I think they're going to attack, and I think they're going to win. I think it'll be close. Maybe like 
95 to 98 type close. That's a gross game. Yeah, I, I bet the Jazz cover the spread, whatever the spread may be. But Phoenix is. I've got win. the Jazz beating them. Yeah, Phoenix is going to win. I love uh, the Jazz. Phoenix is going to win. Okay, well, they're losing to the Clippers. Yeah, we're both we're, games. We're both certain that. Home the, man road. I don't yeah. care. Kawhi's going to win. Yeah, it's Sorry. Kawhi, dude. And Patrick Beverly against I was thinking Mike maybe that we could split, and I guess we'll see maybe how they play Wednesday. But if they split, they'd have to win the home game. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, you can't they're not on. winning on the road because they just don't do that. No, there's no way. And I think that Mike Conley is going to get squared up against Pat Beverly, and I think it's going to go very bad. Probably for both. No, I think Conley's going to be fine. No, I think he'll Conley has not been fine. He's not going to be fine. He'll be fine. He better be. We're paying him a crap ton of money. But And we traded away such valuable assets. Yeah, Jay Grayson Crowder Allen. hit a game winner, dude. Don't you know? Grayson Allen scored six points last game. <laughs> and then um, they play Sacramento on Friday. At Sacramento. They better win that game. We just absolutely crushed them. If we were to turn around in less than a week and lose to them again, or lose to them, I'd be like, yeah, this, all right, I'm done. This would be just I'd crawl into a demoralizing. Hole and, this would be horrendous. But even if we were to lose some of those games, it is still early. It's just you're kind of tired of the Jazz coming out of the gate slow and then turning it on after the All-Star break. And because we, they could be like a two or three seed if they would just play the whole season consistently. And we've been so excited for this season because Conley comes in, Mitchell's looking good, Bojan's coming in. Like, we're just getting yeah. so ready. Solid bench pieces like Jeff Green and Moutier. Yeah, and, and, and Moutier coming off the bench and being a surprise. Like, the pieces are there. We have everybody here. The problem is we're giving up turnovers and Conley's shooting 6% in a game. Dude. But, yeah, it's three games in, so I'm not super concerned. But, you know, we'll have these updates weekly, so maybe I'll be more concerned next week if something goes horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm in crisis mode. I, I'll i be in crisis mode at 20 games. I'll let you know then. Yeah. If we're at 20 games and we're like... 10 and 10? Uh, not 10 and 10 because we just like to start slow. Say by, for some odd reason we'd be 5 and 15, I'd be thrown in the towel real quick. Tank. Tank. But we'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, they'll, and they'll then be okay. we already said it. Yeah, they're losing to the Clippers again. Clippers loss. Yeah, I know. That's two losses in like four days. The Unless same Kawhi tears his ACL... And unless the Clippers Kawhi, have an owner change. Unless Kawhi doesn't play. I feel, I feel like Kawhi is the type of player who would be like, oh, I tore my ACL. I'm going to stitch me a new one out of the fears of, of other players. He's so good. Oh, my God. I wish. For years, for years, everybody in the NBA called him the best two-way player. And now it's just like, well, he's probably the, the best, best player, player, period. Yeah. His hands, man. Yeah, so I know they don't have Paul George. But they I still, don't care that they don't have Paul George. They still have looked pretty good, and they're going to beat us twice. Yeah. Whoops. So the Jazz drop, at this drop end that of the bombshell week, on you. At the end of this next week, I think the Jazz are going to be three and four. I think they're going to go two and two next week, and be four and three. Three and four. So we're pretty close. I was going to say we can't we can't be like four and four because that's an even number of games, and then we will play an odd number. So I'm just glad that you, math at 12 a.m. does not work. Yeah, it's 1240. Yeah. And we've got we more chilling. Mountain Dew in the fridge. We're just chilling. So that's our uh, little spiel on the jazz. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, we'll see you all later. Talk to you next week and give an update about the jazz games and how Mike Conley went off and things scored go 80 well points. And how Mike Conley scored 45 points against Phoenix.
off of 95% shooting. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll be back next week with some more jazz updates. We'll see y'all later.